Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text-to-give. It's all at OneCause, OneCause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making every day count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Martz to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes... You want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with nonprofit leaders to help our nonprofit leaders, right? We want to help our nonprofits do good better. The best way to do that, ask advice for those who are boots on the ground awesome human beings. We got a pair of them today, a bonus uh, interviewees uh, here on the official Do Good Better podcast. We got Linda and we've got Alex from BFF Omaha. Welcome to the hey. official Do Good Better podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for having us on. Outstanding. All right. There's probably a lot of people who, first of all, love the name out of the gate and they're like, okay, I'm very interested in this. <laughs> probably have no idea what you do. So Linda, can you give us a 5,000 foot view who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we are BFF Omaha, and actually our name uh, comes from what we used to refer to ourselves as, which is Benson First Friday. Um, So we're the nonprofit in the Benson neighborhood in Omaha, Nebraska, that manages our First Friday activities, but we do so, so much more. So we decided to change the name about two years ago. Um, And our mission really is to build community through arts engagement. And we do that, like you said, with our boots on the ground. Um, We really work with a lot of people in the community um, to make sure that art happens for everyone. 
I love that uh, more than I I I wanted to say out loud. I like that. <laughs> it's the greatest. Alex, uh, co-founder of this. How did you come up with the concept? Where did this start? Well, um, so a lot. It started with a group of artists in the Benson neighborhood that were just kind of um, underwhelmed, I would say, with the art scene and ex- access to the art scene in Omaha. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just uh, did it. We, you know, we were like, let's pull together a first Friday event, you know, and originally we thought it was going to be a one-off and then it would just kind of keep going by itself, you know, and we'd go back to our studios and all be good. Um, but it just kind of snowballed into something bigger that we never expected. And, you know, we just rode with it. So uh, it was total DIY effort. Uh, the community had been, has continued to be so supportive. And so that's a huge reason why we've remained active and relevant today. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun start, fun and creative, and it continues to be. Linda, I think, and I think maybe people who are listening to this, who have art, uh, uh, inspired nonprofits, that's a hard thing to raise money for. And it's a hard thing to convince others that art is important, even if, and I'm going to say this into the microphone, we survived a pandemic because of art. I'll yell at that all the time. I've spent several podcasts yelling about the fact that you survived the pandemic because you got to look at art and involve yourself in art. Anyway, it's a very complicated way. How do you navigate the very complicated explanation on why people need to support art? That is a great question. (laughs) Uh, I think that um, people really saw that during the pandemic, we did not just stick our head in the sand. um, Like some people did, we pushed forward, we did really inventive programming, more than just digital stuff outside interactive things. Um, We have so many murals in our neighborhood. So we did a lot with those. Um, And primarily, we continued paying artists. And that is one of the biggest things that we do through all of our programs is get money in artists' pockets. And so I think a lot of people saw we were doing that. And I also think, um, very importantly, people saw that we were still attracting visitors to the neighborhood through our programming. So we were supporting those local businesses that um, you know, didn't have the same traffic as before. And on those first Fridays of every month, when we brought hundreds of people into the neighborhood, um, you know, the businesses were so supportive of that. And they saw that what we were doing to promote them um, and the work they do. So in that sense, I think our organization's an easy sell to a lot of um, sponsors and, and foundations. I love the whole concept of, uh, exposure doesn't pay your bills and that you're actually living that in uh, real time. So I appreciate that. Alex, it's hard to run a nonprofit. It's hard to be a part of a nonprofit, but there's always those stories that you remember or recall that harken you back to like, okay, I got to get up and do hard work today. But the reason we do is because of this and it sticks in your brain. What's that one story that you go back to all the time that helps you push over the hard work that nonprofit stuff is? Well, I mean, there's a lot of smaller iterations of the story, but the larger scope of it that continues today is, um, you know, Linda hit it, we're paying artists. Mm. So when our events happen and they see these artists doing what they do best in the, in the community and getting paid for it, that makes me happy. 
And then also our mission of building community, when I see the community coming together on a monthly basis, like that also re-inspires me every day, you know? Um, I was never a laptop kind of desk person, uh, although I've become one. Right. But, so I, I get my kicks when there's actual programming and actual, I see the, you know, the actuality of what we're doing and the impact we're having. So that for me. I think, I think as founders and I think as executive directors, if you get too far away from what you do, you kind of lose sight of some of that stuff. So I appreciate that you just see it and do it and work it in real time. That's amazing. But Linda, you know, it's not all sunshine, rainbows, puppy dogs, ice cream. Yes, it sometimes sucks running a nonprofit and the challenges are real. What does BFF Omaha have as a real challenge currently? And what are you doing to kind of navigate those waters? Oh, boy, I would say our biggest challenge is capacity. <laughs> as Alex said, uh, you know, we really started out as a DIY organization. Uh, we are only 10 years old this year. And our budget has exponentially increased. So uh, just a quick example in 2017, I think we were a little over 11,000 for our annual budget. And in 2022, so far, we're above 300,000. So just in five years, that is... Uh, slow clapping. I'm slow clapping my enthusiasm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, capacity. Mm. Alex has been involved in this since the start. Um, I don't think we paid him anything. I think he actually paid the organization to do programming, like That's helped <laughs> with the organization. Um, and so now we're finally this year getting to a point where we can hire him as a full-time executive director. And I am so proud of that. Um, that being said, it took a while to get there, to get the funding, to um, just get the support behind us. So uh, I think that our challenge has been managing that growth. I love it's been that. a fun I, challenge, though. I, I was just going to say, that's a really fun challenge to have. And, uh, you know, it'd be way worse. You're like, ah, we got some stuff in. It's fine. It's pretty easy. Nah, that's, a, that's not a good that's not a good origin story. We like that challenge. Uh, next question is for both of you. And I, I think a lot of nonprofits who listen to the show are always looking for a little bit of a nugget of information, whether as a as a founder or an executive or somebody who's done fundraising that just wants a little bit of like, what can I do to take what works at BFF Omaha? Maybe I can try it at my organization. So start with you, Alex. Do you have a nugget of information or a little tip or a trick that you found in the 10 years you've been doing this that you just kind of say, hey, this is kind of what works for us, might work for you? Yeah, I actually have a, I have a couple. Um, I think, um, you know, just actually dedicating yourself to the work and, you know, not letting... You know, sometimes you kind of propose this grandiose idea of a project or a program or something, and it's so easy to say, uh, that's never going to work, or we don't have the money to do that, or there's not enough time to do that. Um, but I really pride our organization on being, you know, we're 97% artists. So I pride us on being creative and just willing to just do it, you know? And so one of the things we always say is there's nothing to it but to do it. Um, and it, it's really true. You know, you can make anything happen if you just put your, you know, put yourself wholly into it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so don't it, don't be so quick to say no to things, I guess, is the smaller version of that. And the other tidbit I would say is kind of in line with that and step with that. Um, there's a lot of unknowns when, you know, starting a nonprofit or working in a nonprofit or even doing any kind of community programming. Um 
And to break through those unknowns and any kind of barrier that like a lot of people are afraid to just ask people for things, whether it's money, permission to do something, involvement, partnership, anything. Um, so just ask, you know, and you know, the worst thing that can happen is people say no to your request because you can't do everything alone. So you got, you got to work with other people. So just ask them, see, see where it takes you. What's the worst that can happen? That's the, that's the best line. It's the best piece of advice. Don't stop because you, somebody told you it was a dumb idea. All ideas are dumb for yeah. people who don't see the dang vision of your big, hairy, audacious goal. I love that. Linda, you got a tip or trick that you can give somebody? Yeah. Um, I'd say most importantly, something that I am make sure I practice is keeping my heart in it. Mm-hmm. I think often you get really bogged down with all the details and you know, when you sit on the board and you have to look at budgets and make decisions, um, it can get a little overwhelming. And so I always make sure that I go to at least one or two events a month and I can see everyone's smiles, all of our audiences, excitement. And it reminds me every single time why I am doing what I do. That is such a great piece of advice. If you have a board member that doesn't seem to be engaged, get their rear ends to something that you do from a program standpoint and remind them why they sit there for an hour and a half per month making yep. decisions for everybody because they're going to see, oh, yeah, that's why I volunteer so many hours. I love that. All right. If if somebody hasn't listened to this and they don't want to fully invest and or learn more about this, first of all, they're crazy. And I don't want them coming to your website. But those that you do probably don't know where to go. So where on earth do we go, Alex, to find more about BFF Omaha? Well, you can find us on our website, bffomaha.org. Um, there's uh, lots of ways to get involved as an artist, as a volunteer, um, or a supporter. Um, you can also follow us on uh, social media at BFF Omaha. Um, we're always doing something and sharing it with the world. So that's a good way to stay involved, stay, stay in tune with what we're doing and uh, just reach out. For everybody listening to the podcast, per usual, we will have all the links in the show notes. And I would encourage you to, after you are done listening to this, click on all of those. And you've got a big sack of money hiding under your bed. <laughs> this is a good group to give it to. Why don't you? And by the way, while you're online, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, what? What? Do it. We're on every platform. Go find it and go and then immediately go back to the show notes and go <laughs> click on bffomaha.org and click on all the awesome things. Uh I, I, I love this uh, particular concept as an organization. It's very unique. Uh, it's very desperately needed. I, I think you can be an example for a lot of other uh, groups uh, throughout the uh, the listening podcast realm to be inspired to do something exactly like this. So kudos to you. Thanks for taking a big leap of faith on something that doesn't really make sense on paper, but turned out to be freaking awesome. I love that. Uh, but most of all, thank you so much for being a guest here on the official do Good Better podcast. Yes. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Patrick. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you're go-to do gooduniversity.com. That's do good y-o-u-niversity.com. And you register for one of the courses. I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome, or a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free. 
because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today. <laughs>